Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. It's me, Solo Dolo, this week. No Ahmed Farid. He's still holding out for a bigger contract. He will be back next week. It's going to be a hold-in. All right, so he'll be here giving like a B-minus effort until he gets that new contract. We're in a Roquan Smith type of situation here. Oh, yeah, that's right. Chris Sims unbutton. Ahmed Farid is here. The hold-in has begun. They at least gave him some new blue pants, so he yeah. said, okay, I'll come in. But there's a few other things he's got on the list today. You're looking good, my man. Thank you. Double duty. I mean, got a well-deserved break, so I had fun playing playing around with you, you know, ditching me for a week. Yeah. And then yesterday, you're in Cleveland for a baseball game that gets rained out. It didn't and, even happen. Uh, late night flight and yeah. back here and hanging with me. Yep. But it's good to see you back, buddy. It's good to be back. Good. So, good. The, so the holdout. Yeah. It, it blew up in my face. Did it? Yeah. yeah right. Because what I was doing, I was while I was what holding chicken, out in Maine chicken. with my family, which yeah. is great, by the way. If you <laughs> ever have a chance to go to... Have you gone to I've Maine? I've been to Maine. Yeah, I've been it's to Portland, so Maine. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's like the greens are greener, the right. blues are bluer. Yeah, I hear you. It's crazy. The air it's, is airier. It's like maybe that pollution that we talk about, maybe that is a thing, you know, because in Maine, they don't have that, at least where we were. <laughs> right. um, so it was awesome. Good. So it was great to, to have a week away. But I was listening to the pod. Yep. And so I listened on Monday to you and your dad, and I was like, oh, that's pretty, that's good. I don't, I don't I know like, that's about good, that. That's good chemistry. Uh, no, I, I mean, know. it's just you got good chemistry because he's your dad. Yeah, right. right. He's he my whole dad, life. right. But right. I was like, okay, that's his dad, right? He can't <laughs> replicate that. And then I heard you with Matthew Barry, who I love Matthew. Yes. I've been following him at ESPN for a long time. Yep. And I was like, man, they got good chemistry together, too. And I was like, okay, that's still okay, because he probably <laughs> can't do the pod every day. And then I heard you do it solo in the beginning of the pod. Yes. And that's when I was like, I got to get back. You got to get back. Because that wasn't bad. I was like, the way you were able to juggle it and transition from topic to topic, I was like, I got to get back just to show my relevance again. Uh, I need you here. Okay, I can. <laughs> that was hard. Like I love talking to Matthew Barry. He like m- matches our energy, so I feel like yes. it just goes right, you know, hand in hand with us. And then, yeah, doing the show, reading the questions, hosting the show, and then you know me, I'm always got notes and stuff. So I'm like, wait, reading the question, and I'm like, oh no, did I leave something out? And of Sometimes course, I'm talking a million miles a second. You use my question to look at your notes just to make sure that I, I stall yeah. for you sometimes. Yeah, right. So I was stalling for myself. A couple, no a couple pages there no but it was great it was great listening to you on the uh the pod but yeah i was i was in cleveland and while i was there yeah my hotel right the weston in cleveland right. was the eagles hotel oh okay and so i checked in on saturday yeah and right after i checked in the entire eagles bus was- pulls up 
We're talking like a hundred plus people. Yeah, definitely preseason All, football is a big roster. Right into yeah. the right into the lobby. Right. right to the elevators. Yes. So I'm like, there's no. I'm not. I was like, I'm not getting up to my room anytime soon. So I just waited. I just stood there and waited. But you sure? Did you really try again? Maybe you shouldn't because usually with a team on the road like that, right? Yeah. They get in the elevators and they go to their own little special area. They don't really check in like the rest of the normal human beings that go to a hotel. I so think they were going to their rooms. They were going to their rooms. Usually, yeah. like in the NFL. Bell, when you get to the hotel, yeah. they have a table and they got your name and an envelope and your card for your room number and all that's in there and you grab it and you can go. Yeah. Uh, so you know, I think but they had given that to them already. They maybe? did already. Yeah. 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 But so yes. Maybe, yeah. It was a, a lot, lot of people of, for a preseason. I mean, probably 150 people when you bring in trainers, coaches, yes. maybe 200 people. Saw yeah. Gardner Minshew walking in. Was a little starstruck. Oh, yeah. Like, cool. Gardner balled out again. He was good. He right? definitely. Gardner is without question one of the ba- best backup quarterbacks in football. And if you know, knock on wood, if something did happen to Jalen Hurts, that's one situation where I go, "Huh, they're a smart team for having a good backup to protect their assets." There's a few teams out there where I go, "Really, really, you're going to go in the year with that as your backup? Are you sure?" And they're not one of them. He's uh, two weeks in a row, really awesome. I know, and he's he's fun. He's just a, a, on and what off. Was he dressed field, like? Right? Was he wearing blue pants or were, red pants? I, I, or? You know what? I couldn't see the pants because right. he was in the middle of the whole Jorts. group right there. But was, he had the style work, and he had yeah. just like a white T-shirt on. I was like, that's cool. He stuck yeah. out. Yeah. He wasn't just wearing like generic Eagles stuff. Right. Uh, I was, and I was trying to see uh, our new guy, Jordan Davis, there, mm-hmm. too, because I was like, how big of a human is he? Right. I was like, I just want to spot him. And I did spot him. Yes. And he's a giant human, but I think I over... You overdid it in your head? Overdid it in my head. Right. Like, right. I thought there was going to be, like, some gigantic, like, elephant or it's something like, like that. It's not like NBA, like, where you're just like, oh, my gosh, this guy's 6'9". I've never seen anything like that. I was prepared for that. Yeah. And he's, he's giant. He's, he's six four, but it's more thickness that you're yeah. like, holy cow, that's a thick human being. And holy cow, his right leg's the, yeah. is, is the size of my, you know, torso or whatever. If he was standing there ready to block me, yeah. I would be like, yes, this is a <laughs> this giant, is an issue. Hu- giant human being. But yes. that was that was cool to be there. And I saw Devin Allen in the elevator, too. Cool. The big touchdown catch. Yeah, the former track star who noticed my peacock hat and was like hey peacock hey the olympics on i was like yeah you know about the olympics <laughs> you heard name's devin allen i right. was like oh yes i have heard of you he, he uh, i wonder if any of those guys have raced him yet because you know they all said they wanted to race him oh and i, I want to be like you're not going to win that race they shouldn't you know Devonte smith and i think uh who's a jalen rieger they've, they've kind of said they wanted to race him yeah you know football fast is fast but it's still track is like yeah. Again, they're professionals. They know how to get out of the box like precisely measured steps, and I think that's where yeah maybe Devonte Smith could have been that if he yeah. decided to go down that road completely five six years ago. But uh, yeah, I don't think he can mess with him in a race. You put hurdles there, there's no chance. No chance. Like, Come he on, crushes that's them. Insane. Right? That's his specialty. Yes, that really is. That's maybe insane. without the hurdles, they might have a chance. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't totally know. But that I was cool. Either. It was cool. I got to mix Good. my football and, and baseball there, and now we get to uh, take a look at all that happened. In week two, you've seen everything. You've I mean, seen every just, single play. <laughs> I've seen a lot. I, I, you know, really. I know. I, to me, it's um, you know, and and I'll full transparency here. You know, you, you know me. Bear Seahawks. Did I watch the film? No, but I watched the game completely. Panthers Patriots. No, I but I watched the game completely. Now Saints Packers film. Uh, Texans Rams film. Bills Broncos film and TV. Ooh. Chiefs Commanders all the film. Steelers Jaguars all the film. Raiders Dolphins mainly just Dolphins offense on film. Mm-hmm. Raider uh, Dolphins defense versus Raiders offense. Once some of the starters came out, I, I I turned it off. You know, again, I'm trying to watch as much as I can. Vikings offense versus 49ers defense film. Watched it. 
Titans offense, Buccaneers defense. Film, watched it. All right. So, and then Giants, Bengals last night, TV, and Ravens, Cardinals, TV. So your, there we go. Your wife is thrilled. Well, She's yeah, my like, Sundays are not days off really it's right now. It's football just, season again. Yeah, that's exactly right. Jumping for joy. Yep. Uh, she has her life back. Maybe you know she can do whatever <laughs> She's she like, wants. Thank to God, do he's off my case. Finally, get so, away from me. So before we get into the uh, week two reactions, we want to tell you again. Because I don't believe we're up to, even after a week off, we're not up to 50,000 I see it all over social media. I mean, everywhere. Get your friends to subscribe. The new YouTube page, just for NFL videos here, youtube.com slash NFL on NBC. Currently at 22,000 subscribers. 22,000? Yeah. I feel like that rate of growth, I'm not impressed with that right now. (laughs) Well, it's all over social media. Haven't you seen? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I'm being a little sarcastic, as you can tell. And can they, you know, you have to read this. I think they can give you a little respect and show your face on this damn. Yeah, uh, Pete in, says when we get to fifty thousand, I'll be part of the promo. But we won't be reading it anymore, so it'll be done. That's, like, that's they're tricking you. I feel like there might be people in the promo who don't even work here anymore. I feel like I don't, I, yeah, you're a right. lot of people. Is Snoop Dogg definitely a part of the squad still? I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know heard yet. that either. Right. I don't know how contract negotiations are going there. I got my <laughs> okay. blue pants. What does he want? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so sign up for the YouTube greenery. page. If, if you already have, get yeah. like uh, uh, like twenty eight thousand other people to do it, and then we can stop reading this. Okay, uh, every week. Um, all right, preseason, uh, preseason week two reactions. Before we get into the games, yeah, we got a question here from Room Court. What position groups can you take the most away from during preseason? I imagine since linebackers are based on tackling and getting the ball, you can see the translation into the regular season easier or yeah, earlier. Sure. Meanwhile, it's obvious a position like quarterback is almost impossible. What do you think about that? Which, yeah. which positions can you really actually learn something from preseason? Well, you know, I, I, you, you learn. You know, quarterback still, we're learning something about Trevor Lawrence, even though it's not like legit defensive game planning and all that. But you can see there's a real improvement in what he's doing. You know, it, it, it's um, wide receivers, I think, is one that also can jump out to you. Teams play more man-to-man in preseason because they don't want to show all their intricate zone coverages and all that. And also they want to get their guys like, hey, you know, this is our chance to work live mano-a-mano here. So, you know, let's do that. So you do get to see that from DBs and receivers. And we've seen some receivers, you know, pop out of nowhere or really shine. And I think we're going to hit on a few today. Yeah. I think the biggest one, though, and, and, and our, at room court's not wrong. Linebacker is one that's it's pretty much like, oh, can that guy run and hit and tackle? Okay, he's good. There's no doubt. It's kind of a can't-miss one. But offense and defensive line is another one. It almost always translates. I mean, again, last year, I'm not trying to sit here and act like I, you know, I'm, I'm Notre, Nostradamus or anything, but you know, I was, hey, the Panthers' D-line, the Panthers' D-line all through preseason, and guess what? The Panthers' D-line was all awesome during the season. You can see when a team's got a look, an aggressiveness, a physicality that you go, oh, wow. And same with the offensive line. I think there is something there to it, and we're going to hit on some of those today that were a little bit better than some and a little you know, worse than others and uh so i you know again that was a broad answer i guess my biggest thing i would say is offense and defensive line though i do think you can really really kind of get a good feel for a team and where they're at you know looking at preseason film again you're not game planning all the way but it's still are they firing off the ball are they moving people oh is it first team versus first team okay oh whoa they're still moving people you know that's still a basic premises of football that i think we can all take away from these games all right so let's take a closer look at one of those guys on the defensive line that you were not so high on in the draft process and we'll do that with buy or sell presented by ebay motors that cut block, it was all over social media. Right. Uh, on Kayvon Thibodeau. 
Um, many people saying it was a dirty block by the tight end from the Bengals, Thaddeus Moss. So, Thibodeau, from what we hear, it seems like early indications, maybe not that serious, yeah. not the torn MCL or ACL. We don't know for sure yet, I don't think. Right. But he was walking around. He said to people that were standing there, I'm good, I'm okay. Yes, right. Um, but it didn't look good. No, it was scary at first. Scary second at look first. made you feel a little bit better when you saw like the second replay. You know, you could see, okay, maybe his, his knee didn't buckle quite as bad there. I'm sure he's got a high ankle sprain, knee-ish kind of thing that's bothering him today. Um, but yeah, it, didn't, it, was, it was scary for Giants fans. No question. If you're watching here on YouTube or on Peacock, you see the tweet there from Emmanuel Acho that says, this is ridiculous, dangerous, and cowardly, straight cowardly prayers up for Kayvon Thibodeau. So are we buying or selling that? It was a, a legal hit, I guess. Yeah, it's in legal. The game, inside right. the tackles, it's inside the right. tackle box, right right on the edge of the tackle box. Are you buying or selling that that was a dirty play? You know, I don't want to say it's dirty. I don't want to say it's dirty. Again, like he, he didn't break any of the rules, but I do think it kind of goes against the unspoken rules of the NFL and protecting your your brethren a little bit. And, yeah, against the, let's say, lack of a better phrase, the man code of the NFL. Hmm. Yes, you know, and again, I know it's on the defender to protect himself. But Kayvon Thibodeau was bracing, had stopped, was bracing for the contact. And, you know, wasn't in a bad position. I don't think he's expecting a guy to dive at his knee. So I think that's where it's like, hey, you know, you know it's not it's – not, cowardly i don't want to say it's you know dirty but it's not cool is what it is it's not cool and i think he'll be told that probably by his own teammates and things you know again he wouldn't like it if he's running over the middle and Kayvon thibodeau the next time he's catching it and thaddeus moss is catching a ball and Kayvon thibodeau dies at his like lowered knee area you know that was below the knee and you know aim at the thigh aim at the the hip you know that that's that's still a sweet spot where everybody can be okay, and you're still going to get the 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 job done. But yeah, I think that's more or less the, my feel on it. I'm not going to go that hard on him, but I certainly didn't love that. And uh, it is you know there's like I've always said there's kind of an unwritten rule there. Yeah, you know is is and the knees are game changers and as we yes. know from a lot of people in football throughout history like they'd rather be hit up high hit me in the head you know larry fitzgerald you, you, you used to literally say like I'll, I'll pay your fine don't hit me in the knee if you get hit me in the head i'd, I'd appreciate it yeah. you know it's, it's, that, that can ruin somebody's career right there's no doubt about it so i'm not going to go quite as hard as my texas uh longhorn alumni emmanuel acho there but certainly didn't like to see that from thaddeus moss but they've made rules similar to protecting the quarterback and those yeah. Low dives on right. the quarterback. It does seem like you could write a rule that would I, I, maybe I, make I, that I, illegal. I, right? I would, I would, I would like to see that be illegal there. Yeah. You know, and again, if it's against the man code and you're not supposed to do it, really, it's not. It's you it's don't a, want it to be part of the game, exactly right. And, and you know, the other thing too is if it's a yard wider, it's outside the tackle box. Yeah. So uh, you know, I, I think there is a way that can, maybe we can get this out of the game altogether. But it wasn't necessary either. It yeah. wasn't like Kayvon Thibodeau was flying in there like you know hair on fire, and it's like oh gosh, I can't even set my feet. I got to go low on this guy he was stopped in place bracing for it and then you dive low that's where it's just again against the the nfl locker room man code there for sure that was buy or sell presented by ebay motors you might not have the biggest garage but with ebay motors you always have 122 million parts Dang. for your car right at your fingertips ebaymotors.com that's a lot of parts that's right that's a ton of parts yeah all yeah. right so let's that let's finish up though the cave on Thibodeau. exactly what do you think about him before that injury <sighs> <sighs> i just i don't see it again 
And and then we're going to get into other rookies that I was backing in the draft process where I'm going to tell you I was wrong as we go along here. So far, I'm not wrong about Kayvon Thibodeau. To me, is the the least impressive edge rusher that was drafted in the first round. It's it's not even really close, actually, in my, in my opinion. There's There's been no plays to speak of, of, oh, he popped there. Ooh, that looked good. He almost got around the edge once. You know, during the game, certainly, and and, and uh, you know the quarterback stepped up and got out of the pocket. But it was you know it's ba- it was backup offensive lineman too, and it was backup offensive lineman last week against the New England Patriots. So you know, again, I hope I'm wrong, but I have not seen legit explosion off the ball. I don't see speed to power. I don't see you know quicks like the Aiden Hutchinson has to make people like the line the offensive lineman go oh god what way is he going to go there's nothing there that way he plays hard he does have good hands but you know that's not why you draft a guy at number 5 and so that's where I am a little bit worried as far as that's concerned overall. Right. Um, and, you know, again, they're like I said, the Trayvon Walkers of the world, you know, Aiden Hutchinson, we'll talk about the Chiefs and George Karlaftis. They, they have been certainly more impressive. And, and even and Johnson for the Jets. Uh, and we'll see another look at him tonight on Monday Night Football. But they all look a little bit better than, than Kayvon Thibodeau, in my opinion. Who you thought was a borderline first-rounder. Didn't you think that? Or end of the first Kayvon round? Thibodeau? Yeah, Kayvon yeah, Thibodeau? Yeah, I mean, to me, he would have been like a, a guy that, yes, was he should have been drafted, in my opinion, where like George Karlaftis was drafted. That's mm-hmm. that's how I looked at it. Yeah. And, you know, again, I don't want to be a pile, a pile on here, but anybody knows that listens to my podcast and things like that you know and pete i don't know if we can pull up you know the the, a video again or even show that the thing i don't love about the specimen and you know this from me by now is just the lower half i've never seen a great pass rusher with that kind of lower half where it's you know really beautiful wide shoulders but not really any thickness or power in the legs or butt that you know are really accustomed to the great pass rushers in football yeah. and that that does scare me if you have legs like that then you know sometimes there's a guy like let's say uh, and, and really they still not even you, you need to be really tall and long and have another attribute sure. that makes you legit there so again I hope I'm wrong, but I, it doesn't look like I am to me to this point. Well, hopefully, it gets back out there and healthy. And yes, you can we need him out there. We know that or right. Yes, from right. The, from the football field, 100. Uh, percent Let's stay with the Giants before we turn the page. Yeah. Here, Daniel Jones, a lot of chatter with him. This was going to be a big preseason game for him, even though I don't know how much he played in this one. But it was three drives, I believe. Three drives, yeah. so enough yeah. to get a little bit of a feel. Right. Big Bad O said, "I thought Daniel Jones played great versus Cincinnati. Every ball on the money, good zip too. I can hear the haters now. Played versus the twos, didn't do anything." Thing in two drives with an INT, but yeah, what did you think of Daniel I, Jones? I, I'm, I will, uh, you know, echo what Big uh, at Big Bad O says. Uh, I, I agree. What, what wasn't positive about it? You know, again, some of the things that happened on the first two drives—that's football. It didn't work out. I mean, we can't just put it all on the quarterback. I don't understand that. The interception. It could have been caught. It could have been a little bit more of an accurate throw. I'm not going to lie about that either. You know, the tight end Bellinger. He really had to stick his hands out. You'd like to see that ball underneath his chin in the numbers. And and really, to me, the biggest thing with that throw is not even really, you know, like he rushed it too. You know, it was, it, was a, it was a pass over the middle. Bellinger cleared the middle linebacker. and Let him clear it. Let him clear it so you can see it clearly and put it right on him. You know, I think, again, he's still getting used to an offense here, but I liked the way it looked. And also, like, 
showed better pocket presence, in my opinion, too. Not just standing there like the Statue of Liberty, stepping up in the pocket. There was another time nobody was open. He got outside the pocket, and we've talked about we want to see him play a little more backyard football, yep. and hopefully they can bring that out of him. So I thought it was a positive. I definitely did. You know, His arm did look good. He looked like he understood where he wanted to go with the ball every time. I know it's the Bengals, too. We get that. We'll see where it goes. But I think between that and, again, for the second week in a row, the offensive line at least looks the part. They're not perfect, but they're giving them a fighting chance. And I think that's the thing I look at. I go, oh, okay, look at it. we got actually a pocket. We're not being overwhelmed. The last few years, we had a preseason games where our 1-0 line, the Giants, was against another team's 2-0 line, and he still didn't have time to throw the football. Hmm. So now he at least is getting that. And, yes, I will say again, I want everybody to back the fuck off on the stupid social media tweets with Daniel Jones. And, like, oh, he missed this throw. Hey, Joe, this is our quarterback. First off, like – the Giants aren't into making practice look pretty all the time. I'm sure Tyrod Taylor's had moments of looking better. As I said last week, Tyrod Taylor's been in this offense. He In Houston last year, it is a New England-type offense. Tyrod Taylor, you know where else he played early in his career? Baltimore. You know who the defensive coordinator is for the Giants? Wink Barndale. Where did he come? Baltimore. He's used to these crazy blitzes. So think about Daniel Jones. He's in a... New offense again, and he's having to deal with Wink Martindale and 97 different coverages and blitzes and everything like that, where it's not going to look pretty all the time. And, you know, I think at some point here, and I heard Dayball talk about this last week, they need to tell Wink Martindale and company to, like, you can't just be crazy all the time. we got to practice against cover two and cover three and some of these. You know, not everybody's as creative and smart as you, so you got to make sure they get those important reps. But, right. you know, just the overreaction and the haters on Daniel Jones does bother me. He's one of those guys that everybody wants to jump on. Listen, if he doesn't do good and he's not playing good for three or four weeks, I'll jump on with you and we'll say, look, it's not good. It's not good enough. Let's get Tyrod Taylor in. But there's nothing that says that right now. And don't overanalyze, especially people who don't know what they're looking at in training camp with Twitter videos. I'm sick of it. So 14 of 16, is that for the the game here? 14 of 16, 116 with that one interception yeah. and the five rush yards. Yeah. So yeah, threw the ball quite a bit. Yeah, they moved right down the field. I mean, he had a few good power throws. And then the other thing I think it's just important, too, is he didn't force anything either. Yeah, You know, you might look at it and go, well, it was a short throw. Okay, well, he threw the ball short to the back, coming to the backfield. He got 12 yards. Like, you want to be mad at that? I don't, I don't know. You know, and I haven't watched the film of that game, like I said, yet, but on TV it didn't look like there was like, oh, somebody's wide open. He's missing that. He took what the defense gave him, and I think it was an encouraging start for, for you know, second game in a row for the yeah. Giants and Dayball and, and Daniel Jones. I'm curious to see if he can get some help from the running game and Saquon Barkley. Uh-huh. If he can come back and be I that know. guy that we have thought he could be for so long. If right. he can have an injury-free year and play a bunch of games and give him some help and take some of the pressure off Daniel Jones. Um, but some teams don't have that luxury, and the Bills and Josh Allen really haven't had that luxury throughout his his tenure with Buffalo hasn't prevented them from doing great things on offense one of the best offenses out there but maybe maybe this year there's some juice to some of the running backs what did you see from Buffalo in their trouncing of the Denver Broncos 42 to 15 they got three guys that are legit you know and, and Singletary we know has been good right you know I, I've, I've been one that hey I wish he was a hair faster and you know but he's he can make people miss He's a good pass game blocker. Of course, catches the ball well to the backfield. Cook has... Cook is the type of guy that, you know, he, he can catch a screen and go 80 yards for a touchdown. And then Moss is the guy that can come in and be the sledgehammer and be really explosive for a lot of 10- and 15-yard runs. I think I've said... 
Ken Dorsey as an offensive coordinator is one of the underlying big questions in football for a team we're talking about as a Super Bowl team, right? So that's all look good. Here's the other thing that I think that, okay, we don't have to question and that I think has been underlying that maybe I should have brought attention to earlier too. Aaron Cromer, their offensive line coach, is going to change the attitude of that football team. I was with Aaron Cromer in Tampa. He was the offensive line coach or Sean Payton the Saints there for a while. He, this is the best old line coach they've had there since Josh Allen's been the quarterback. Hmm. And I think he will bring not only an attitude to toughness to their offensive line, but a few things of, hey, when defenses play this, we like to run this because it sets up really well for our blocking. And I think that's where they're going to be more dangerous. And if they can get a little bit more of a power running game and now that opens up play action pass and makes Josh Allen design runs a little bit more scary and everything, you go, oh, watch out. But ooh, how do you not like the way the Bills look? Yeah, I, I mean, first off, this, this is where, you know, I mean, Allen and Mahomes to me, are, they're, they're in their own class right now. They're, they're like, they're, they're just superstars playing with kids out there. They really are. And just think about Josh Allen. Oh, you know, zoom, slant over the middle. You know, another little short completion. And then, oh, let me do a 360 in the pocket. And, oh, set back up. And let me throw a 40-yard bomb for a touchdown. Boom. I mean, he just, he's unreal. He really is. It was a 28-yard bomb, I think. But either yeah. way, I mean, it's just a, he's a special player. And I think between that, Ahmed, and then we talk about, oh, a little more physicality to your point on that side of the ball. I, I love the way the defense looks. I love the way the defense looks. They got like, you know, last few years we've worried about do they have enough playmakers? Are they big enough? You know, they get pushed around by the teams like the Colts sometimes, and the Patriots run the ball every play the whole game. Right. Right. And we go, what the fuck? They're running the ball. Can we stop them? Right. I don't think that shit's going to happen this year. You know, between Ed Oliver, who's playing really good, but Rousseau in the second year. We haven't even seen Von Miller up there yet. But the fact that they got Jordan Phillips and now Carlos Basham is the second team defense alignment. He starts in the game, you know, uh, in Von Miller's spot. Epinesa looks really good. Mm -hmm. They're just more size and ass to their team in that department um, to where Shaq Lawson, it's just they have incredible depth too. And I think what's going to make them dangerous is the fact that now they're going to be able to depend on those guys to hold up. Leslie Frazier, McDermott are going to always have to come up with these crazy game plans to kind of hide that part of their football team. So the Bills are they're good. And, you know, just would have a hard time thinking they're not in the final four in the AFC. Mm. I'm not going to go much to the final two yet in the AFC or the I Super know, Bowl. That's what I wanted to – because it was interesting. We were on this podcast, what, two weeks ago? We were like, I'm going to have a hard time not picking the Chiefs to be I, yeah, well, in the, the Super Bowl. Well, it, you know, I, I'm looking at a rundown, and I, I know – you know, we got the Chiefs coming up here next in this conversation. And like I said, the Bills, even with Kyrie Elam in the secondary, yeah. you know, they got some other contributors in the secondary that look like they've, you know, grown up a little bit. They're going to help them. But, I mean, the Bills and the Chiefs just look like they're on a collision course for the, the game of the century. I mean, these two teams we, are. We already had that. Well, they, we they, saw it last part, year. Part due. I okay. Guess earlier this year, yeah. They're, they're, they're just. They're the AFC. It's so competitive, and all these stars and all these teams. They're yeah. going. We're not waiting till week one or two or three to get our feet under it. They're going to come out full systems go, kick your ass, and 
I, I just love the fact that they're playing their guys a little bit more and kind of setting an attitude to their football team, and they're not going to be caught off guard week one or two and be like, oh, wait, whoa, this is, this is regular season football? You know, they're, they're going to be the ones that's going to be like, hey, yeah, who are we playing? Oh, yeah, welcome to regular season football. We're here this year. They, they look phenomenal so yeah. far. It's so fascinating that different philosophies that coaches have right. on this, too, because Patrick Mahomes threw the ball 19 times. I, against right? Washington uh-huh. uh, last game. Got a question here from Nick D. Penfalis. Say, I think losing Tyreek Hill has made Patrick better at reading the defense and spreading the offense around. What do you think? Just watch out. I, he looks as good as he's looked. and he, he did not look like this last year. He's a year away from, uh, you know, another year away from that toe injury that I talked about. Yeah. His movement looks back to Patrick Mahomes' movement. The, the, he, he's even... A little cleaner in his throwing mechanics. The ball is just spinning off his hands, perfect spirals. I think he's, you know, I think he got a little into like, hey, I'm just Patrick Mahomes and I'll make it happen. I feel like he's gotten back to a little bit of like, let me get my body lined up just a little more. Let me keep my shoulder in there a little bit more. And when I'm watching film, I'm sitting there in awe because I've seen the ball in person before where I go, oh, my gosh, look at that ball spin. Holy cow. Not only is it going through the air with vapor trails, but it's spinning so hard that there's a weird wobble on the film because it's spinning so hard. So as you can tell, I'm extremely excited about them, <laughs> too. And he looks awesome. Um, and then uh, I agree with, with our question there. You know, to me, they're getting used to life. This is a we're getting used to life without Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill, yeah. And they have, we know, you know, McCole Hardman. He'll be back, and Juju, yeah, he's going to be fine. You know, but and, and good. But Marquez Valdez Scantling looks good. Of course, Kelsey looks good. The offensive line looks immovable to this point, and I think that will continue. And then you get into the scouting of Veach and Andy Reid, where they got these guys like Watson, number eighty-four, and Noah Gray, eighty-three, and you know Danny Fountain, number eighty-two, and and Fortson. And you just go, who the hell are these guys? But they're impressive looking. Mm-hmm. So they got it all going. And they look like they can play two tight end sets and run the ball. McKinnon looked good. Pacheco looks good. I mean, the defense looks good. It's just, they to me, the Bills and the Chiefs so far are the two teams I'd look at and just go, watch the freak out. There's some other teams too, and we'll hit on, but I'm just, and then you add those quarterbacks. It's just, it's, it's special. It's insane in the membrane. We have seen it before. Deshaun Watson, when he lost DeAndre Hopkins, there were some question whether he was going to be as good yeah and in some respects he got better he right? did he Moving did the, ball the around, team you don't didn't lock win on. as much so people are like oh well, he didn't win as much but he actually played yeah. his best year of football and i do think there's something to that to what you're saying Ahmed, no doubt oh. you know sky moore didn't talk about him yeah and it was another one it's just they got players everywhere and they have the look and then of course now they have the attitude that's backing it up and when i start to see those things i just start to go uh-oh watch out everybody around any corner Within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. Two guys that you 
liked in the draft process. You've already talked a lot about George Karloftis yeah. on this podcast. Uh, Jerry Charles says, is George Karloftis the best rookie defender this preseason? You also had some love for Leo Chanel yes. from Wisconsin, yeah, correct? Right. Took him in the third round. Right. So we, some rookies on the defensive side for the Chiefs are popping right now. <sighs> popping. I mean, Leo Chanel, he didn't start, but he got in there early and was part of their base package, which, you know, he just... Again, I, you know, I, I don't understand why he was on the board so long. I don't know what, what you wouldn't like about a guy that's 250 and runs 4 or 5 and tackles and hits everybody. I just I was one of those where I just I didn't get it. And, you know, they're kind of one of these teams like the Ravens where they just seem to collect the biggest, baddest dudes all the time. He looks great. Karloftis is... The been the, I think you know we'll see what Aiden, uh, we'll, we'll, I know Aiden Hutchinson didn't play in, in week two, but Karlaftis has probably been I think to to the question's point probably the most impressive rookie so far. Hmm. I mean he's it's consistent pressure, it's consistent overpowering the offensive tackle, it's consistent nice bend around the edge, and then he's got you know handwork and things that you go well that's not normal of a rookie to be kind of that good in that department. So you know I, I, that's a bold statement there, but. Yes, I think that is correct. And then, you know, Ahmed, you throw in, you throw in guys like, you know, we talk about Chanel and Karlaftis, and then they get in dime, and Justin Reed goes down, and they bring in, you know, Cook from uh, the safety from, from Cincinnati, who he looks really good. You know, they got number 94, Malik Heron, a young guy coming off the edge who looks really good. So I, I just look at them right now and go, whoa, McDuffie looks good. Fenton, the other starting corner, Reed, Thornhill, Legereus Sneed at nickel, and then backups that you go, oh man, if they did have an injury for three or four weeks, they're they're not going to be they're they're going to be fine. There's yeah. not going to be any problem here. So uh, yeah, it's it's I'm excited about the Chiefs, as you can tell. Uh, I still think they are in that conversation, just like the Bills as kings of the AFC. Uh, just too many good looking physical guys that stand out when you turn film on that feeling that you're having for the chiefs right now probably not shared by washington commanders fans for their team not a bad week one you no. have some good things to right. say about sam howell what you saw there. exactly playing at, at home over there and uh wentz in looks DC. good wentz looks good he does i got no issue with wentz no doubt about it but what about yeah and i don't not not all their studs played yeah on the defensive side here but I think the Chiefs basically got every third down they wanted when Patrick Mahomes was in there. A lot of their studs did play, too. I mean, not all of them, but a lot of them did. And they, they could not slow down. It's the second the week in a row where, you know, I'm going to be funny here, but, you know, uh, Jack Del Rio's got to start getting his guys off of you know, playing dust-up football and just go full-fledged insurrection here or something. I don't know what they're doing. They're playing dust-up ball, <laughs> all right? Because it hasn't looked that good. Yeah. It hasn't. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean it's just it's, there's, there's, you know – I would expect more. You know, again, they're, they're playing a team that's really damn good, and I understand that. But uh, defense has not been dominant. Montez Sweat, he pops for sure. But, yeah, the Chiefs had their way with them, really. I mean, it was very easy. So that, that does scare me a little bit by the way they played. And then, you know, you look at that. I love their receivers, Curtis Samuel. You know, Dotson looks good and looks the part. Uh, of course, McLaurin's real. Yep. You know, Deami Brown, maybe not as good as what I thought he was going to be, but still, like, he is damn good. Gibson is good. I love the Robinson kid. The Robinson kid's a real in-between-the-tackles sledgehammer runner. So I wouldn't be shocked if he was starting when it's all said and done because he's a little more trustworthy about that. But I worry about their O-line. Their O-line is something mm -hmm. that worries me. Mm -hmm. It wasn't 
great in week one. It wasn't great again uh, this past weekend. And that's where, uh, yeah, I just, I, I, I guess I wonder, I was expecting a little bit better of a look, I think, throughout the whole football team. And I do wonder if they're going to maybe have to play through the pass a little bit more and open the field up that way to maybe help out the run game and just get the ball to Samuel and McLaurin and, and be that kind of football team until maybe the offensive line can get their, their their feet underneath them a little bit. Yeah, so what do you think about what's going on at running back for them? Because that's been a big story. Yeah. Antonio Gibson had such a good year mm-hmm. last year, figured he would be the starter this year. Uh, he has not gotten a whole lot of run, which you, you can't read too much into that, but when he has had the touches, six rushes this year yep. in the preseason, just five yards, where Brian Robinson, 14 rushes, 57 rush yards. One of the big things, too, is I think Antonio Gibson ran back a kick to playing on special teams, which is not necessarily a great sign if you're the starting guy yeah. running back. Right, but right. What's going on there in the backfield? Yeah, I, well, I think that does say something to your point. You know, they, no, we, well, he's our backup running back. Put him back there. I, I think he's fallen out of the trust tree a little bit because of his inability to hold the ball. Mm-hmm. I think you know, he fumbled in week one. I think that scares him. There's a few fumbles last year, if I remember correctly. So I think that's got to be on, on, on their in their head a little bit. And and it doesn't mean anything. He's still going to have a major role in their offense. He's definitely better than Robinson in the pass game. Had a nice catch coming out of the backfield where he ran a little Texas or angle route, whatever system you're in you want to call that. That was really nice. I would say, man, if Heineke hit Deami Brown there, it might have been a bigger play. But he'll have a role. He's a really damn good player. Uh, but I think ultimately it's just Robinson brings a physicality, power, can move the pile, you know, is very good at dodging people in close quarters to get a few extra yards. And I think the ball security thing is a real thing for them with Ron Rivera being kind of a defensive head coach there. Yeah. So, uh, again, I think he'll have a role. But, yeah, I don't think he's going to be the starting running back. I don't think he will be. Sam Howell played again for them a little bit. Ball security, you speak of that. He had an interception in the game. Justin Fields, his rookie year last year, you were impressed with a lot of things you saw with him last year. Don't know if the team around him is yeah. built for him to succeed this year, but he played in the preseason game against the Seahawks, completed five of his seven passes, took off for a one yard on the ground there. But what, what did you see when you look at Justin Fields in this offense? He's, you know, he looks good. I, there's no doubt. Again, am I going to sit here and tell you I'm in love with his throwing motion? No, I'm, I'm not. But it's still good, and he controls the football. And again, he's got a presence and a, an ability about him when he does get outside the pocket or even standing in the pocket that, that's real. So I like everything there. I do. You know, again, I'm going to question about how great it can be until I'm totally sold on the throwing. And I don't mean to be the hater of Justin Fields. I know I'm I'm kind of that guy. Uh, And again, I'm rooting for him. I hope he proves me wrong. But uh, yeah, overall, you know, I I think he he looks like he knows what he's doing. He understands the offense. Again, it's a new system from him. I think he'll have more. You know, concise planning on that side of the ball this year mm-hmm. with Luke uh, with uh, Getzey from from Green Bay. So I think he's going to feel comfortable in a lot more areas. Maybe when he's underneath center in the shotgun to go. Oh wait, my guy gave me answers here. I know what to do against this and this and this this. So I got nothing to say. I think you kind of said it. It's just a little bit more about you know what is the rest of the team going to look like. You know they're they are they look well coached and organized and like you know play hard. And pretty discipline. Yeah. They just do they have enough difference makers to what you're saying? Is there enough difference makers on both sides of the ball to where, hey, this is a hard fought game in week four? All right, now who's gonna make the play to help them win the game? It's an even right. game, right, against this team and blah blah blah. Uh so th- that's the big thing there. But yeah, I think there's, you know, a lot of good they didn't look as sloppy as Seattle. I mean Seattle 
It's a slop fest. It, it's you know, and 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 then and then everybody piles on Geno Smith too, which I don't necessarily like either. That bothers me a little bit, Ahmed. So they were piling on Geno Smith, who was ten for eighteen, hundred and twelve yards. We didn't see Drew Locke, right? Tested positive for COVID. Yep, that's still out there. That's still a thing, apparently. It's I know. still out there. And, and he apparently got like six. Did he really? Yeah, like he was, they said he was really, like, really under the weather. Right. And it is still a thing for sure. Um, so stay safe out there, yep. homies. Uh, so, yeah, we uh, transitioned over there to Geno Smith. So you, you, the haters are out there. The haters are always going to say he's just not a guy who's going to win you games. Maybe he'll prevent you from losing, but he's not going to wow me out there. And he's kind of boring. Can't we find something that's at least more exciting? Who knows if it's better or worse? Yeah, I, you know, again, I, I think it, it's another guy that people just want to jump on just because it's Geno Smith and there was chances to jump on him early in his career, so we'll just keep piling the shit on him. And I, I just don't think that's fair. You know, I don't. I didn't, I didn't come away from the game going, man, you know, first off, their O-line is not good. They yep. got a rookie left tackle who jumped off sides a bunch of times. Seattle always has penalties. See, they were having penalties with Russell Wilson in the preseason too, but it just didn't matter because it was Russell Wilson. So we're like, oh, they'll be okay. They'll be good. It's okay. No, Pete Carroll, they, they, they have a tradition of being the most penalized team in football. They, they always are. So there's issues there. You know, and yes, it's sloppy. So, you know, he has a first third down, Ahmed. He throws a strike on like a 20-yard in cut, and it goes right through. The, I mean, it, it almost hit the guy in the face. He has his hands like this, wrong hands like this, as the ball's going to hit him in the face. It goes right through his hands first down. I mean, and thank God Dan Orlowski, like, you know, later the next drive was like, oh, Gino threw a great ball on third down. The guy's got to catch the ball. I think it was Freddie Swain on that one mm-hmm. that dropped it. You know, had another ball batted the line of scrimmage. You know, and then he had a play-action pass where he tripped and fell. So that was that was the end. Oh gosh! Oh my gosh! You know, he, him and Travis Homer hit feet together there. But again, I don't look at like the Seattle Seahawks and go, "He's definitely the downfall of the football team." Well, yeah. Here, I was going to give you this yeah. right here, and tell yeah. me if you agree with this. Right. The Seahawks are not going to be good. Yeah. Geno Smith will not be the reason that they're bad. Though. Exactly right. That's <laughs> maybe the way to say it. Exactly right. You know, and again, I think he's. He's trustworthy with his decision-making, and he's going to take care of the ball. And, yeah, I mean, will we might see Drew Locke during the year. Sure, we might. Drew's got big-time talent. So does Geno, though. Geno's talent is real. I don't know how you can't watch that game and go, whoa, the ball pops off his hands. You know, he is a pretty good athlete. So that, you know, again, I, I, not that I'm sitting here trying to anoint him, yeah. but Seattle, what does Seattle have? What do they have? I mean, what, what does everybody want, like expect? They have DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, mm-hmm. and then just a bunch of other solid players. I love the left tackle and his look, but he's raw and getting used to the NFL. But uh, Kenneth Walker's hurt. I know. You know, Rashad Penny. I mean, he'll be in there, and I'm excited for that. But yeah, just I, I just it, you said it right. I like your quote. That was a good way to put it. He won't be the reason. He won't be the reason. He won't be very good. There's a lot of other good, reasons that are issues to watch. there. You mentioned Charles Cross yeah. jumping off sides a few times. Right. Rookie first-round pick. <laughs> uh, you were high on him. Yep. You were high on Ike Aquanu. Yep. You were high on Evan Neal. I heard you talk about Evan Neal last time when you were going through your notes by yourself. Right. Solo. <laughs> ripping through notes here. Um, they've all struggled. A little bit this year. Yeah. And so as we kind of move over to the Panthers here, they took on the, the Patriots and they had some joint practices there that we'll get into. Let's just start there because, yeah, you said Cross doesn't look great. Aquanu maybe doesn't look great against Josh Uche in the game. And then Neil. So what's, what's, 
going on here? Because I, I feel like the idea with these offensive linemen, they're can't miss, ready to play, will yeah. contribute to your team right. from snap number one. Well, they will. They're just because they're getting beat a few times in preseason game one or two, just don't overreact. You know, it's, it's a huge learning curve. Again, they're used to being, even in the SEC, like we've said, or the ACC, like, you know, there's no pass rushers that they're seeing like this right now in the NFL. Yeah. Then it's grown men who are schooled and really into their craft and have a whole different variety of moves that they're still learning. And then add on to it, wait, I was blocking this guy on this down. Now it's another guy, and he's totally different. Yeah. Wait, they had the big guy, and now it's this guy, and he's really quick. And no, Oh, now it's the guy that's an in-betweener. So it's life adjustment, and they're used to being physically dominant. You know, we're gonna, we'll talk about another tackle here in a minute. But, you know, I like their look. Evan Neal is a road grader in the run game. He's used to being able to lean on people and then just crumbling to the ground a little bit or just being like, oh, my gosh, he hit me with one arm and I'm, I'm done. I can't rush anymore. Well, you know, he's seeing that he's got to finish plays. And you know, he even gave up a play or a sack last night where it's just he leaned a little bit, his feet stop, and the guy goes around him. Iki Aquano looks, to me, looks good. You know, but again, you know, he's there he is blocking one guy and it's Matt Judon and that crew, and then all of a sudden it's Ushe, who is one one of the stars of preseason, in my opinion, for the the Patriots so far. Hmm. I mean, Josh Ushe, number fifty five of the Patriots, has real pass rush value. He's got incredible strength for a guy that's not like overly big, he's like two fifty, but his speed and his ability to bend and and just you know rip with the inside arm it, it's it's really damn good he's looked like one of the better pass rushers of all preseason to me that that's popped out so yeah he got a little schooling from him a few times but i'm not like oh man he looks weak or oh man there's a lack of foot quickness no it's more like oh man welcome to the nfl yeah and there's a lot of fucking studs you're gonna have to block on a weekly basis i think we were saying the same thing about penny sewell last exactly year with we the Lions. were think about it just you know it's, that maybe is the maybe the biggest adjustment of any position, just because of kind of what we're saying. You just here's a sledgehammer, here's a sledgehammer. Whoa, here's a fast and a smaller guy, and then whoa, here's a guy that's got a little of everything. He's got some quickness, and then he's got the little sledgehammer ability too. So, and then they're more schooled in their techniques than you are as a rookie and all that. Plus, you're thinking and the offensive line and left tackle. There's a lot of things going on in the line of scrimmage. So again, the look is the most important thing, and. None of them look out of place. None of them are perfect yet. And, uh, you know, I, I like the way Icky looked. Uh, Jay Sally 1054 wants to be positive about yeah. his Panthers. He wants something to grab a hold of early this year because last year was a disappointing year. Good right. start. And then it was just like, ah, oh, this is uh, frustrating to watch. He goes, Once upon a time, you said the Patriots scheduled teams they feared yeah. for joint practices. Does uh-huh. that mean the league should worry about <laughs> the Panthers because Bill. Schedule them for a joint practice. I like that question, that Jay Sally 1054. See, I can tell he's been listening to the pod for a while. I don't know if that stands true as much for the Patriots anymore because I don't think – I think we're getting to the end of the Bill Belichick career where he's not worried about you know keeping diaries on team as much. But, yes, I was always back in my Bleacher Report days going, I wouldn't practice against yeah. 
the Patriots. I mean, Chip Kelly came to town and, you know, came to the NFL. Who were they? He's gonna, he was going to get a feel for Chip Kelly. He wasn't going to get, he wasn't going to get blindsided if he had to play in a regular season game. Oh, the Saints are a team to watch out for. Oh, here come the Saints to town and practice. He was going to fucking know. So they're going to have a little dialogue and diary with their, wait, oh, we're going to write this down and this down. They like to do that. He's going to, and yeah, they're scary that way. You know, this is more, I think, a relationship with Matt Rule. And a guy that is a real football guy, I think, in his eyes, rules respected by a lot of NFL people. He is, you know, and I know it hasn't gone perfectly yet, but so I'm not saying, you know, they schedule them to like worry about some schematical thing that they're trying to figure out. Like maybe they were with Drew Brees and Sean Payton. And if we have to see them in a Super Bowl, we'll be ready because we got a little time against them, right? You know, I don't think it's that. But, you know, the one thing is, the Panthers, I, I, I mean, I'm not saying playoffs, but I, I'll back up again kind of what I said last year. I think they, if Gina, I mean, if, if uh, Baker Mayfield can play good football, I, they're going to be a pain in the ass and a force in the NFC. I do. There's just, to me, too many good things about the team. That defense ain't going anywhere. They got studs across the board. And I think at the very least, that's what Bill and the Patriots are probably looking at is like, hey, we can get our young offensive line and, and our young quarterback used to this defense that's got an unbelievable yeah. defensive front and corners and everything that way. And I know this guy, and they're going to bring a physicality element to, to the practice that I like. And it made it got too physical as they had so many fights out there. They did have a few fights, yeah. which is not unusual in all these no. uh, joint practices and the, the training camp, and we've talked about that before. Um, Matt Corral did play a little bit in this game mm-hmm. and then had to leave. He got his foot stepped on. Now he's going to probably miss the year because of that Liz, Liz Frank, Frank right. injury, which is a total bummer. Yep. Matt Corral was 9 of 15 in the, in the game, just 58 yards, so not a whole lot of production. Got a question here from Jonathan Choi. He says, based on what you've seen so far, would you make any adjustment to your draft rankings for quarterbacks a hundred percent a hundred percent already yeah a hundred percent at jonathan chewy all right so if you don't know what they were and you didn't follow us all draft season that shame on you yeah because that's a fun time right chris is doing so much work yeah even more work than maybe during the season number one he had matt corral out of old miss number two malik willis out of liberty three was kenny pickett then sam howell and desmond ritter so you would do what would you change? Matt, I'm, I'm, I don't like what I've seen from Matt Corral. I'm going oh, to be no. wrong about Matt Corral. It's, I'm going to take this on the chin this year. That's just the way it's going to be. I, just, I, I feel that, and that's my thought. I don't like the look. He plays very small. It's just, again, not that you've got to be a giant, but if you're his size, then you've got to be really quick and fast, and he ain't that either. Mm. It's, just not, it's not as quick and as fast as I thought it was either. How did tape fool you? Well, you know, I think... I, I, I don't know if I thought I, I thought maybe he was a hair bigger and could play in the pocket a little bit more than I thought. And I thought he was going to be able to maybe hop around and move to a degree and create some of those off-schedule plays that you know I value so much. I've seen nothing of that so far, let alone when the pocket collapses. It's like the shit's over. Yeah. All right, He's not even in the same class as Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett. I'm, I'm wrong. I'm just telling you right now. Okay, let me throw this at you. Yeah. Though. And I know it's early, and I don't like to overjudge, but yes. it's one that I'm, I'm ready to kind of judge a little bit Say here. the same way you were talking about some of those offensive linemen. Yeah. It's a shock to the system. Sure. Whoa. And you know how quarterbacks can become a robot sometimes. Right. Like, I'm just trying to execute the play. I can't even remember the play. Yeah, I think there's and some of just, that. You're a shell of what you can be because you're just so uncomfortable in the situation. I, I don't, I don't, you know, and I appreciate you sticking up for me and attacking me at the same time. It's actually <laughs> really cool i'm I'm sticking up for the former you the you from three months ago i'm attacking the current (laughs) you yeah 
The protection has not been good. There's yeah. no doubt about that. But I've seen, and we'll talk about Kenny Pickett in a minute. I mean, he's under pressure. Shit, guys throwing fucking dimes everywhere. Malik Willis? I mean, Malik Willis is a man already. I mean, Malik Willis is like, oh, you're defense and raw. Get off me, raw. I'm going to run out here and throw a laser sidearm. I mean, it's just they have things about their look that I just go, oh, they belong right now. Now, Matt Corral, maybe he does, but I don't think it's anytime soon. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying, I guess. It's going to be a while, and especially with the injury now. Yeah, that hurts. So, I mean, even if Baker or Sam Darnold leave town after the year, they're not going to be like, oh, Matt Corral, you showed us enough last year. You're the starting quarterback. No, yeah. they're going to bring somebody else in. He's going to have to sit again. So that, that's, that's, it, it scares me a little bit. I'll say that. Maybe I'm overreacting by that, but if I had a re-rank to the question – I'd go Pickett one, Willis two, but like I love Willis the way he looks too. I mean, Willis has a chance to me right now to be the Josh Allen guy, where I just go, I love his motion. I love the way he throws the football. He's a gifted, in control runner. He's strong in the pocket. And you can already, I already saw adjustments to his game. I mean, I don't even know. Are we talking about them later? Or am I just going to go Let's all do it. In Let's on go this right now? No, Let's go, go right now. Yeah, go right now. Let's go right now. It hasn't been the most efficient for Malik Willis, right. but but he's popped. He's from popped. some of the things that he's done. Exactly. The things that aren't efficient are very coachable. So I just go. That's that's fine. He's gonna he's gonna learn how to read this a little bit better. He'll learn that he can't run all the time and he's just stay in the pocket. There was a few plays in the game the other night, Ahmed, where you could tell Vrabel was in his brain, and I wanted to go. No, no, this is one you need to run. This is gonna. But he was like, oh. Man, Stay in here, coach said to stay in the pocket. You yeah. know, because he and got I, pulled from the first game, right? Because he, he ran too much, ran ran way too much, and yeah. there was completions to be had. But he popped in that game too, and I just, you know, the arm is real. It's it's a big time NFL arm, and it's easy and smooth. And then you see already the little bit of the magician he's got with the sidearm throw. It's the second week in a row we've seen a really impressive sidearm throw, and then. You know, breaking tackles in the pocket when he does get out in the run. Not that he's like four four speed, but because of his strength and his ability to change directions and and like break down people, it almost translates. Like he he makes people stop, and then he can kind of accelerate pretty good. So I've just I've loved the way he looks, and I think that was you know again it wasn't perfect the other night, but wow, it just it 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 just to me it's just a matter of time and. You know, I, you know, it's Tannehill is going to be the guy this year. But if Tannehill got hurt, I just go, oh, they're, they don't count out the Titans. Yeah, they can still be dangerous, and they might have their guy for the future here. I mean, if you ask me right now, I go, they got their guy for the future, and I'm excited about it. It does almost tell. feel like Tannehill is on shakier footing right now. And and Morgan, who runs our social media, always hanging around with uh, the podcast, helping us on this this venture. Yeah. She was around their camp. She was right. going around with Peter King. Share people. She that, mentioned. Yeah. To us, just before the podcast here today, that he already kind of acts the part of that leader, of a guy that people congregate and around. She said she could, you could feel the energy around him when he was out there, and the players loved to be with him. And then that's tangible; it's a real thing. I mean, it, it really is. And not that I, you know, but the, the, you know that, that it is. It's there's certain guys, and then when they see your talent, and then the personality matches up, they gravitate towards him. 
and I think he might have some of that magic. So uh, they're excited. The Titans have, yeah. you know, they're they're a good football team, and they might not need him this year. But you know, either way, it looks like John Robinson and Vrabel got a good one there. Well, and the fact that I think Vrabel was hard on him probably speaks to the fact that maybe he sees some. He of this expects stuff. he's exactly he's, he's pushing. Like, let's, let's, give him, let's not give him a big head. We right. think he can be something here. I think so too. Let's kick it into high gear. He doesn't need me praising him right now. It's like he's doing all the right things. It's like no, I'm going to push him. Uh-huh. So maybe he senses that a little bit as well. One of his big targets may be Traylon Burks. Yeah. Had three targets in the game. Just caught one of them for yep. four yards. Did yep. you see anything from him? No. But, you know, I, I, you know, and I know Vrabel said this after the game that he liked what I said. And, and you know, I, I, I promise you I r- saw this before I saw that quote. I'm going to echo that. Burks looked better. He looks like he's in better shape. He looked twitchier. You know, he looked a little bit more explosive. Than what? Just like the first to- week was a little bit. Week one to week two. Week one to week two, you know, maybe a little unsure of himself. You know, I just the way he came off the ball, the way he ran ran routes, I just went, oh, okay. I mean, yeah, the ball didn't go to him. So what? It wasn't like he was like, I was like, oh, man, he's so slow. He can't get open. Oh, my gosh, this is going to be a disaster. So it's one where, you know, don't just look at the stat sheet. You know, the player itself looks like he belongs. Am I expecting him to be A.J. Brown this year? No. Come on. That's, that's insane. But – I still think, you know, let's let's see another game here and I think he looks the part to me. So that that's exciting. Okwanku? Oh, I know. The yeah. tight end? You know, he was Pete's one of my honorable in mentions here? in the Ooh. tight ends when we did the draft process. Okay. And I know I can't Okwanku, I can't right. say his right. name so either. We're getting to the part of the podcast where we've been talking for a while and now we get into the tough names where we're going to have some <laughs> we're going to have some issues. We are. Pete, do you have any idea? <laughs> we got to look that up. I, I yeah. kind of want to go through. I want to get all the tough names because oh, a lot be... of them are on the defensive line. You're right, right too. Right. And I want to learn them, okay? Because there are some very difficult names out that there. That could right be a now. fun segment where you teach me how to say them. Yes. All right. We go through it together. Right. Because right. I'm not great at it. No, you know, no. I might be a little bit better than you, but yeah. I don't know that that's true. 100% well, you will of the be time. once you learn because you're you're very good that way. Once you've said it a few times, <laughs> yeah. you're you're pretty damn good. But yeah. I just want to give the guy some love because he was an honorable mention during the tight end stuff and. He's got freakish ability. He was so raw in Maryland. You know, and Maryland always has these guys where I just go, man, this guy's a freak, but he's just a little, like, has no clue what he's doing yet. But you could see the lights are coming on with this guy. And he's, you know, second week in a row where I just go, whoa. You know, again, they know how to evaluate tight ends and groom them down there. Shit, Vrabel could have played tight end in the NFL. And they, they of course, value it with the style of play they are with running the ball, smash mouth, you know, play action, tight end over the middle. So he's a guy, again, I look at to go, ooh, they got something for the future. He might not take off this year, but he certainly looks the part and looks more than the part. I think has a chance to be actually a really, really special tight end in the NFL uh, by, by the things I've seen so far. So let's do Kenny Pickett next after this, but yeah. we want to pause for a quick update. Station identification? Station no. identification, <laughs> yeah, for all of our local stations to identify themselves. Uh, do they even do that anymore? I, every now and then I feel like you see one on a football game. Yeah. They do? Right. Pete's saying they do that every once yeah. in a while now. Station identification. On the radio, it's more of a radio thing yeah. now than a TV thing. Right. Uh, this is from 7th Evan. He says, how are the weed withdrawals? Ugh. So it's a detox update here. He goes, has it affected your sleep at all? So it sounds like he's speaking from experience. It, it does. He sounds like he's an experienced uh, smoker here. And um, I, I'm, I'm still trucking along here. I'm doing good. 
I'm three weeks in. I said I was going to go to September 1st. I lied. I'm not going to make it that long. I'm going to smoke this weekend. <laughs> your last week, because it's like uh, your it's last, last weekend, weekend, kind of before right. the football season. Right. So I'm I'm this Friday night. You know, it's I'm a guns a blazing or my my yeah. you know lighter a blazing for sure with with my weed. I can't wait. Have you gotten the positive benefits though that you had hoped for? No. You know, it's, I go through this all the time. And see, I, I love this. I'm glad we're making a little turn here. <laughs> um, no, I go through this all the time where. You know, when you're smoking too much, you go, oh, man, maybe I wouldn't be so tired if I didn't smoke. Or maybe I wouldn't have forgot that if I didn't smoke. Yeah. And then, like, two weeks after being sober, I go, well, fuck, I'm forgetting more shit now than I ever did. I don't know. Maybe I'm better off smoking. And, damn, I'm tired, too. But I didn't have – I actually, this last few days were my hardest days so far. Like, the first two weeks, I was good. Okay. And then I got to this weekend, and I told my wife on Saturday night, I was like, oh. This is like the first night. I'm I'm really missing weed. I really am. I I wanted like that mental relaxation. Mm-hmm. Um, I could not sleep as well at first. To his question, that's yeah. a real thing. It's a real thing, you know, because weed, as you know, a lot of people use it to sleep, but it, it conks you out. And so yeah, at first I was like, you know, I was sleeping but not getting deep sleep. I'd be, be like, wait, did I sleep or was I? I feel like I was barely asleep there, and it's five thirty in the morning, and I have to get up. Shit. Yeah. So there was that. Um, and my, you know, the appetite maybe for the first few days wasn't normal, but I'm back to normal. The good thing is I've had no dreams about weed yet. I've okay. gone through this in my past where I literally dream about <laughs> weed. <laughs> I haven't done that yet, but this Friday um, I'm I'm coming you're going, out with your You're coming back, yeah, baby. You're like Tom Brady coming out of retirement. <laughs> That's you're like, right. I'm back. That's everyone. right. Screw those last four or five days. I'm calling it quits on the 26th or 7th. Okay, uh, we got a pronunciation for the tight end from the Titans. Okay. Uh, his first name, he goes by Chig. Okay. So Chig. Okay. Oconquo. Oconquo. I think Oconquo. we can do that. Oconquo. All right. It's, it's, yeah, Oconquo. Okay. It's just Oconquo. as it's spell, spelled, really, I guess. I don't know why I thought there was an R in there. So um, Oconquo. Okay. Have you replaced the, the weed, though, with more alcohol? Because maybe no. that's why you're still not remembering no. stuff. Okay. I didn't. <laughs> no, I, didn't. <laughs> I, I didn't. I'm, I'm not a... I'm really not a drinker. Okay. I never have been. Our COVID, draft night you did. You had I know. a couple. Well, I was doing both that night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, that, I actually realized I don't really like drinking unless I've smoked a little. Oh, interesting. You know, And not that I always do them both, but I definitely don't like drinking just on itself. And okay. I never have been. And really was COVID made me maybe a little bit more of a drinker than I've ever been in my life. Interesting. Yeah. But um, okay. so, yeah. And I had a drink Saturday. I had to go to my um, nephew's birthday party. And yeah, you need I, something for I that. I had some drinks, yeah. But, but that's about it. Uh, all right, that's your detox update. All the stations have <laughs> Brought identified. Brought to you by Ahmed Farid. All the stations have identified themselves. I'm going to... Yeah, we're still looking for a sponsor. Pete, oh, Pete knows I can, there. I can find a sponsor in that for sure. Are you going to smoke with me one day? One day? Maybe? No? May, uh, I'm not against it. Okay. I'm not against that. All right. All right. We can try right, that. Wow, I might that do was, that before that I swear. Yeah, I was just about to say, you won't swear, but you're going to smoke weed with me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll do a smoke-a-thon. We'll raise money for me to swear and smoke. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 
Uh, <laughs> all right, so I'm going to skip down here, Pete, real quick, because we're kind of talking about these rookie quarterbacks. Yeah, Kenny let's Pickett. let's do it. Let's do the Steelers. You've already talked a little bit about him on yeah. previous podcasts. Your dad liked what he saw from uh-huh. him. Uh, there as well. Drobe says, would love to hear your thoughts on Kenny Pickett's quarterback's performance so far. So awesome. assume people have heard. You've said he's awesome. He continues to impress. Really impress. I mean, when you know, I saw some of the highlights the other night, but then when Sunday morning came around, it's, it's I think I put Chiefs Commanders on film first, and then I was like, all right, let me steal a steal. I go to all the games first off where I feel like the real players play. You know, I did, I, I'm not gonna lie. I don't know if I'm gonna watch Detroit versus Indianapolis preseason game. I don't give a shit about a lot of those guys that played in that game. Yeah, you know, that was one of those games, but. Pickett, he can just play. He really can. And I don't even know where to say it. It's just like has a great feel for the game, has great control of the football, understands where to go the ball, understands, oh, no, I'm in trouble. Here's a safe place to throw the ball. And the biggest thing is, I mean, under pressure, holy crapola. Some of the throws he made, I mean, the touchdown throw he had called back because the left tackle hold was phenomenal. A few of the third down throws with people in his face and just being able to still see the field clearly, kind of hung on his back foot, throws it, not looking at the rush. Like, looked at the rush to go, okay, wait, I got to hurry up and make a decision, but then the eyes went right back downfield. I mean, he is a starting quarterback right now in the NFL, Mm. and I would say they really should go with him as a starting quarterback. Wow, really? But there's one issue. Uh Uh-oh. The offensive line would scare the shit out of me. Mm. Their offensive line got steamrolled in the football game. Concerning. Steamrolled. Left tackle is an issue for sure. I mean, you know, Trubisky was under fire, and so was Kenny Pickett. And I just feel like Kenny Pickett, you know, he's he knows how to read a defense, and he doesn't lose control of the football. And not that Trubisky was bad, but... If their offensive line was better, I'd be sitting here going, start Kenny Pickett, start the new era right now. But I think I'd be a little scared with their early schedule and playing the Bengals week one, and I believe they're on the road in week one, to where I go, I don't know if you want to throw it. That guy might get beat to hell early in the year. Let them figure it out a little bit and get them playing a little bit better. Right, they are on the road, Pete's confirming. So there you go. I mean, those three, those first three defensive lines. At Bengals, home against the Patriots, at Browns on Thursday Patriots night. are stacked on the D-line too. Yep. Browns, we know. Jets are going to be better there. Yeah, maybe the Thursday night game, Pete's saying in my ear, with after the Browns, that might be the time. If it doesn't look good and they're one and two, and like you, maybe you make the trade. I mean, the, the change. The thing is, we, you think that Pickett could handle having to escape and be mobile I, with a bad offensive line. It's I, not that. I, it, it is. It's not that, but it is also going to go to another level of you know talent and whoa the fans are crazy it's regular season football yeah and you're not maybe not get so many bland coverages as much to where that's the only thing i worry about but if they think he can handle it go it's go time i'm always in favor of like the peyton manning school throw them out there let them take your lumps get them playing it's only going to be better for in the future for the pay uh, the the steelers you know Steelers, I like a lot of the things on their football team, but the man, the, the offensive line is a real issue. And not that Trubisky didn't look good. Trubisky yeah. looked good too, and he, you know, made a great escape one play, and 
had Deontay Johnson, I mean, gone for a touchdown and he underthrew the ball and it was incomplete, but it was a great escape and all that. And again, I don't want to put and say he did a bad job. He looked good too. But Pickett just looks extremely comfortable and beyond his years as far as a rookie. And he looks like he's ready to go. You said it right. The movement's good. The arm is good. There's no weakness to his game. The decision-making's good. There might not be as much wow factor as Malik Willis, mm-hmm. who we've talked about, where I guess, whoa, what a throw. Whoa, that's a rocket. Holy crap, it's a run. But, man, running the offense, doing the, you know, he's just a little, he's ahead of those guys in that department. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I really like the look a lot. Maybe you're finally going to have to reconsider your prejudice against players who wear a glove, I quarterbacks know. who wear a glove. I know, you're right. You might have to you're reconsider right. that. I, I, you know, I, I, you're exactly right. I, <laughs> you know, sometimes you just got to get over your prejudice. Is like you're saying. Uh, Pete tells me three incomplete passes this preseason. He also has three touchdown passes. Kenny yeah. Pickett has looked good in the preseason. Trevor Lawrence has looked good this preseason. He looked good just by his pregame warm-up that you saw in the Hall of Fame game yep. earlier. Um, still impressed with Trevor Lawrence yeah. and what you're seeing? Really impressed. I mean, the, the, you know, the physical ability and all that stuff we talk about, it's, 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 it's you know, the real deal Holyfield there. The, the one thing... I will say, and it's the second week in a row, and I said this last week, you know, lock onto receivers a little too much, you know, missed a throw or two that I think even Doug Peterson alluded to in his postgame press conference. And I think early on, hey, he's, he's still getting used to a new offense and playing too. But, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing I would look at is just locking onto the first read. You know, get off it. Go to the next guy. You know, it, it's not Clemson anymore. Your guy's not going to win and just be open all the time. So, you know, do do that way. There was, you know, one out route to the left where, hey, his feet got a little cockeyed and he lost control of the football. But overall, yes, I like the look. The Jaguars are a team that I would just go, watch out. Watch out for the Jaguars. The Jaguars, with him at quarterback, the receivers they have, the tight ends they have, their O-line – they got to figure out right tackle, but even if they they're, they're going to figure it out, they have two good options there. Jawan Taylor or Walker Little look good, so like they're a team that, like we've hit on some of these other teams. I love the look of their team. You know, they're young. Does that mean they think they're going to go to the playoffs or go on an eight-game winning streak at some point? No, probably not. But they are going to be a pain in the ass. And if there is one team right now that I say just fucking comes out of nowhere, right? And all of a sudden, maybe is in the playoffs or my my like bet of the year with like that team that nobody sees coming would be Jacksonville. That's what I'm saying. We're getting to the point where I almost feel like when we make our picks here, what in a week yeah. or so? Yeah. I almost feel like they're your team. You almost have to put that stake in the ground on that. Well, I, I, I might. I don't know if I'll have the guts to say playoffs. You know, but, seven but seed doesn't necessarily mean it's a good I team. I know. You're right. At this point. Right. The like last be, year we saw. Yeah. The seven seeds got blown out. Yeah. <laughs> right. They got blown out right. in the first week. But they can be really dangerous. There's no question. And, you know, you, you know, the secondary looks good. Andre Sisco, my number one safety from two years ago, he's starting. You know, they get into the four man nickel pass rush situation. They got, they got, they had Trayvon Walker and Arden Key at defense, a tackle, and Josh Allen and um, Caleb on Chase on a defense end. You know, our, our man Foyasada Luakon in the middle, he looks the real deal. They have so many good-looking players. Again, they're young, it's a new staff, and they got to learn to be battle-tested and all of that. But I don't see one, like a little bit like, um, you know, Miami and, and that where I just go, 
I, I don't see any physical weaknesses on their football team, and that, mm. that's really encouraging. I'm, I'm curious to see what Travis Etienne does because I'm thinking about taking him in my fantasy league. I've got to find Matthew Barry in the hallway um, and see what he thinks about Etienne him. Etienne looked even better, I thought, in week two than compared to last Ooh, week. He had I eight did. carries. They ran him a little he, bit. He's, he's, he's got a real explosion, and he's got a real knack, a little bit like we talked about with Brian Robinson from the, the Commanders, yep. of kind of dodging people in close quarters, and you go, whoa, there wasn't much there, but he got a six-yard run there. Like That was pretty impressive. I, I like the way he looks. So maybe they'll surprise some people this year. Uh, they're going to. They're going to be a pain in the ass. People for sure. in Houston are hoping that the Texans surprise some people in that uh, same division. Who knows? Davis Mills had a pretty surprising year last year. He he impressed. His production was better than maybe what we thought it would be with the, the tools that he had. Although, as you noted, there were some weapons on that team last year. Yep. Hennessy Black wants to know, does Davis Mills have it or not? Capital I-T. Or not is what I'm going with. Still. Ugh. I, I mean, I was really underwhelmed with Davis Mills the other night. Took I mean, I was, I was up watching. It was, you know, what was that, Friday night, Saturday night? You know, there's just nothing there for me to jump on with Davis Mills. There's nothing. The, the, he actually looked less accurate than last year. There's no power on the football. He threw two jump balls up the right sideline. If it weren't for that, he'd, his stats would be very bad. And the guy made a great catch. I think it was uh, Nico Collins in the end zone for yeah. a touchdown, right? It was an unbelievable catch. He threw another ball on the right sideline that was, you know, I, I go, man, if that's a first-team defense, that's, that's big trouble right there. Mm. So I don't like the way it looks. And when I look at that, I just go, no, he's just holding the place for this next year's crop of quarterbacks that's supposedly supposed to be pretty damn good, and they're going to draft one of them. So, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm going with or not on that one, Hennessy Black. So still not sold on Davis Mills. You were not sold on Derek Stingley Jr. in the draft process, yeah. the defensive back who ended up going number three overall yeah. to them. Looks the part, Amon. Looks the part. I mean, he looks like a star corner. He's got incredible hips, you know, ability to put his foot in the ground and drive on the ball. Now he's going against a guy. He was going against some guys where, you know, they're not in his class. I this is my one thing I want to see with Stingley. I want to see if he's really got the extra gear when it comes time to I got to go chase. Allen Robinson or Cooper Cup or one of those guys. You know, he's getting to go against guys that, yeah, he should be able to cover. Mm-hmm. That's my only thing I need to see. I'm not blown away by the straight-ahead explosion, but the hips, the body control, he understands coverage and all that looks very good. There's no doubt about it. I just would like to, like, not judge it all the way yet. I'd like to see him go against a guy that can really run 4-3 yeah. and then go, okay, wait, now you can't kind of sit on everything because you know this guy can't run on you, run by you. You know, uh, this, you have to respect this guy. He's going to run by you. What's it going to look like? I got to see that a little bit, but certainly, you know, I, I was definitely encouraged by the way he looked. Yeah, and he put that on tape. It was, uh, it was all back in 2019. That it was, was the problem. Exactly he hadn't right. shown it. He hadn't played a whole lot. Right. Did he still have Dis- that ability? A little when, he, bit. when he did play, yeah, yeah, it wasn't quite as good as it right. was in, in 2019, but maybe uh, he's returning to that form. And they could, have a, they could have a pretty good secondary here because they also took Jalen Petrie in the second round. Yeah. Um, did you see him at all? I did. There? He started. I mean, he's number five out there. I, you know, I, 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 that's another one. I'm, I'm, I, don't, I don't see it right Ooh. now. I don't. Okay. Small and not very explosive is what I would say, and that's usually not a very good combina- combination. So we'll see where that goes. But you know, I certainly watched those two very closely on that side of the ball, and um, I was underwhelmed by with Jalen Petrie for sure. Okay, all right. So yeah. underwhelmed there. So I was a little hit and miss. Little if you're, a, if you're a Houston Texans fan, I feel like 
You got some good with, a, with good a little with bit of the bad there. For sure. Here's the real question. Yeah. Dolphins fans, we know they don't like you, yeah, and they right. probably never will. Like even now, if you go and <laughs> it's say too late, right? you love Tua, and yeah, because yeah, yeah. you've said positive things about him and the football team in the past, right? But I think they're past the point where they want to forgive you here. <laughs> yeah, they want to kill me. The real false prophet, right? Says, can you shed some light on Tua, specifically the pass to Edmonds instead of the guy over? the middle right don't know if you saw that play it was a third and three yes cedric wilson was wide open over the middle to right. went to edmonds in the flat they still got the first down and yep. it wasn't the wrong read now, you know by the book it probably should have gone over the middle it was a tampa two defense where you know of course you know tampa two the middle linebacker gets out there the guy was kind of sitting there replacing that guy but he played the weak side they had to like slant by the receiver and then edmonds in the flat edmonds got leverage right away and he got out there, so that wasn't a bad decision by any stretch of the imagination. So I, I'm not going to overjudge on that at all. I thought Tua looked good. I did. You know, you know. Again, the Dolphins are one of these teams in preseason so far. They just go, oh my gosh, they look really good. They just got to get the O line. That's the right tackle is one thing I question. Austin Jackson there, he did not look that great in the football game. So there's an issue there. Teron Armstead wasn't out there. O line, yeah, I worry about that. But man, the way they look. You know, with that offense, I just think it suits him. You know, play action, bootlegs, it's right up his alley. And then, you know, he does have good feel in the pocket, and he does have some deliveries to wheel and deal, too. So I think he's in a situation that could set him up perfectly for what he's got. You know, so I... I uh, had no issue with that. Did a good job one time at a play-action pass, looked to the right, hit the deep curve to the left on Cedric Wilson. That was impressive. Had another one where... You know, you know, went through the reads and got a nice completion. So I like the way Tua did looked overall. The Dolphins as a whole, as a football team, wow. You know, and then they got a rookie receiver in. You know, another name that we need to practice here. Uh, oh. the, the kid from Texas Tech that they drafted in the fourth round. And where the hell is this damn game on my sheet here? Oh, I got it. Uh, you know, Izukanma is Oh boy. Uh, yeah, eighty-seven. Real deal. And 86, Braylon Sanders, real deal. Now, they're not going to play a ton, but, man, uh, Ezukanma is is the real deal. And I'd have a hard time thinking he doesn't get some real run during the regular season. But, hey, they got Jalen Waddell and Tyree Kill, we know. And, you know, they got uh, Cedric Wilson, who's damn good, too. But they, they look like they got a gem here in the fourth round from that kid. New coaching staff, too, offensive-minded, yeah. so they can open some things up, even maybe without the talent. But they yep. certainly have the talent there. They definitely have the talent. And the defense, Amon. Just another one, a little bit like, you know, I want to say the Jaguars. And they got no Xavier Howard and Byron Jones out right, there. Right. But there's so many good-looking players on their defense. It's scary. I mean, it's it's scary when you go through it. And I just want to make sure I'm going to give some love to these guys real quick. And okay. I know we, we got to get done with this pod here soon. But I want, to, I, want to, I want to just hit this real quick, just real quick. I mean, first off, Wilkerson and Raekwon Davis in the middle. Like, good luck moving those guys. Good luck. All right, Jalen Phillips looks like a legit top-tier pass rusher in football off the edge. Then you got a guy like, you know, Emmanuel Ogba. He's a backup right now. Zach Seiler, who started, all right? Um, and I just want to make – oh, and then, you know, Van, uh, you know, Andrew Van Ginkle. I mean, they just – they got – I know, they got some players. And, you know, Landon Roberts starting a middle linebacker. And then we know that Javon Holland, a safety to me, is already one of the best safeties in football. So I'm like, they're a team I look at and just go watch out. Watch out for sure. The only thing I got to see from Tua, as I said to Mike Florio today, 
you know, when it's 30 miles per hour wind and they got to play up in Buffalo yeah. and they got to play the Patriots in a cold weather game or anything like that, is he going to be able to push the ball and make some throws outside the rhythm of the offense? That's the big thing there. But I think this offense and the way they're going to play is really going to suit him. Eric Ezukama. Ezukama. Okay, I wasn't that far off. Hey, Ezukama. 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 I think Ezukama. I kind of said that. Maybe it's Ezukama. Close Either enough, way, we'll right? work on it. We'll work on that. Yeah. Uh, so Tua, he's got some. He's got some, some positive. Signs. Got some positive signs. Some positive for signs sure. for Tua, and there. he sounds like everything. And he's approaching it like a real professional right. here now. So you were positive on Kellen Mond yep. coming uh, out of the draft a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Has not had a whole lot of opportunity, but in the preseason he has. Uh, we do have some breaking news with the Vikings. Did you mm, see this? I didn't. Just till right now, I'm seeing it. The Vikings have traded for Nick Mullins. Yeah. So Kelly Craig says, I want to believe in our guy Mond, but what do you make of his second preseason performance? Love the pod. Thank you, Kelly. So wasn't great. Right. Now we made a trade. Right. Is this the beginning of the end? No, I don't think it is. I don't think it is. There, there's still a lot to like. First off, you know, it shows you that, man, they don't trust them all the way yet. I think that's for sure if they're trading for Nick Mullins. I also think, you know, they were spending the whole week with the 49ers, and I'm sure Kyle Shanahan's praise Nick Mullins. But Nick Mullins, again, is one of those guys where I go, yeah, everybody always talks so great about him, but they can't wait to get him out of the building after a little while. So I don't, there's no potential there. It's just, hey, we can trust him for a game or two or three, mm-hmm. right? I think that's the biggest thing. You know? But obviously, the Raiders are going with Jared Stinema as a backup over Nick Mullins. Um, people a little too critical of Mon. I like this from Mon compared to the first game. The first game, he did some good things. This game, I thought he let the ball go and threw some real rifles and threw the ball really well. His first interception, you can't blame Kellen Mon. They couldn't block the 49ers. He's getting ready to throw, and he got people pushed right back into his face, and the ball kind of popped in the air, and he had an interception. So, yeah, that stinks for him. The last interception at the end of the game was a horrible play by him. He threw a floater, stared the receiver down, and never like looked the, the center field safety off. So the safety just ran over there from the start. and was It was easy piss, pitch and catch. All right, So, you know, obviously with the trade, they're a little worried. But I, I still see talent from, uh, from Kellen Mond. But, you know, the 49ers are real. The 49ers' second team is in another class than the, the Vikings' second team right now. So I'm not giving up on Kellen Mond. And you know me. I keep it pretty real. If I was really concerned, I would tell you. Yeah. I still think there's some positives there. But, you know, they obviously are maybe not totally in the trust tree with him there uh, all the way yet. And the Vikings didn't give up a whole bunch for Nick Mullins. Pete notes here just a conditional seventh-round pick in 2024 going to the Raiders for Nick Mullins. Maybe just a little insurance there. But you mentioned it already, the 49ers and how they looked, and specifically yeah. Javon Kinlaw, yeah. which is good to see coming off that knee injury last year. You were high on him coming into the NFL, um, got hurt, didn't really pop before then. Right. So this is Kirk Garda says, is it getting a little crowded on Kinlaw Island between the shirtless Kinlaw video walking off the practice field and the Vikings game sack? Everyone's moving in. They are. I think they're going to continue to move in. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a freak of nature. And I just would have a hard time if he can stay healthy to think that he's not going to be a huge difference maker for that football team, especially because he's going to see a lot of favorable matchups. You know, you got Eric Armstead. You got Joey, Bo- I mean, uh, Nick Bosa on the edge. So you're not going to be able to double team him. And it's great to see it. The 49ers are another one of those teams where you just go, holy shit, how many killers do they got on the team? 
they're growing on trees in, in San Franciscoville. All right. So that's what's really, really encouraging from that standpoint. And yeah, you know, again, there, there was, that's what my point with Mond was. There's a lot of that where it's just like, what do you want him to do? I mean, Kinlaw, you know, 94, uh, Omenyehu, another name we got, uh, from, got he's from out. Texas. He's an alumni with me, too. He was a beast in the game. Right. We're making a list. We'll check it twice because <laughs> we are naughty yeah. and not nice. You here. liked what you saw from him, though. I do, yes. I mean, they just have so many good players. And, yes, they dominated the, the, the Vikings offensive line, who did not play their starters. But, yeah, their backups were not in the class of some of the people that they hit a block in San Francisco. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Uh, someone wants to know about the rookies here, too, with yeah. the 49ers. Your boy Elroy. Uh, not, not someone. Why did I call him someone? Your boy Elroy. Your boy Elroy is or a El constant. Ray. Oh, Elroy. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, maybe we got two of them. Is yeah. there an Elroy? Do we have that guy, too, or is this? I think it's the same man. Your boy Elroy. Coming off, hey, Elroy. Mm-hmm. Coming off their second NFC Championship game in three seasons, is it surprising how much the 49ers rookies are poised to contribute this season? Their first five draft picks going to get significant snaps this year. Yeah, well, Shanahan's got a... Shanahan's got a, you know, he's got a, he got an eye. They and haven't had great drafts I know, in the past. I know, I know. They they got some damn roster right now. Yes, they they really do. And you know, I haven't like, I'm not gonna lie, I haven't studied Womack all the way yet. Okay, so he's one that I'm, I'm not gonna like. Just quick look test looks pretty good, but I haven't like looked at him like I did Buford. And Buford and Aaron Banks at guard, I mean, that, that's going to be another thing that people don't talk about with the 49ers. Their interior line has, I think, got a chance to be better than it's been the last few years, which is scary because we know they can run the ball on just about anybody. So, yeah, Buford looks the part. Texas San Antonio, killer, has the body I like. Nobody's going to be a mismatch for him. Uh, excited about all of that, for sure. All right, so, Pete, what are we at time-wise here? Let's, hit, the, at? let's hit this Packers-Saints thing real quick. Packers right. Saints to end it, to finish it yes. right here. Right. Our Hail Mary. All right, yeah. Packers, you kind of want us to talk specifically Packers defense versus the Saints offense, yes, correct? Yes, a little bit. Olave right. looked good, okay? Olave looks skinnier and maybe smaller than I expected in the uniform, but, man, his speed's real, his ability to stick the foot in the ground, the touchdown catch he had, you know, adjusting to that ball, that was not an easy ball to adjust to, was really impressive. So, you know, you put him on the field with Jarvis and, and uh, Michael Thomas, they got a good three. Devontae Wyatt, to me looks like the real deal too he can do everything and I think ultimately he's going to be amazing when he can just worry about one gap and just fly in there and fly in there because he's going to be disruptive and have issues like that then there's the Trevor Penning the tackle first rounder right mm-hmm. uh, Penning you know has a great looking body is a killer in the run game and wants to actually I think kill you when he is blocking you like he literally <laughs> wants to be like you're dead I'm, yeah. you no longer exist. Well, he's wanted to kill his own teammates. Right, exactly, yeah. right. He, and he has that attitude. You see it. He's a mauler, but pass protection it, like okay, I'm a little like I'm more concerned with him than the other guys we've talked about. Evan Neal, Icky and Kwanu, who I know have given up sacks too. Yeah. Trevor is getting pushed back 
right? The other guys maybe, oh, I stopped my feet, or oh man, that guy made a nice move on me and just tricked me. These are like, hey, this guy's coming right at you and you're getting pushed right into the quarterback. It scares me just a little bit. So that's where, you know, there's a little work to be done, but you know, those are things, again, I'm not going to over-evaluate it. Sure. Uh, I know our man at Thomas Pena wanted to know about that a little bit. Hey, he uh, said he looks like he's been a mauler in the run game. You he, saw the same thing. Ra- ra- mauler in the run game, no doubt about he needs it. needs to work on some of the blocking of the speed rushers is what he yeah, knows Exactly. That, that, that's the biggest thing. You and, might be Thomas Pena. I think you, uh, Thomas Pena and you might be the same person. <laughs> you think so? Yeah, it's my burner account. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think that, you know, that hits on it, and I know we got to go because – uh, we got other things going on here at NBC. We but, got so much going on here yeah, at NBC. Yeah, he's he's definitely worried about the power rush, and because of that, he stops his seat to brace for that, and then people even went around him too. Um, so again, it's a learning process. I don't think he's. I don't know if he'll start the year or not for sure. I think they got James Hurts the left tackle, if I remember correctly. We'll see where that goes. You know, but there is some positives. But yes, pass protection is going to be still kind of a learning curve for him. Meaty pod, meaty a pod. Meaty pod well, we about got a all lot the storylines in there in the preseason. We don't want to over overemphasize no. some of this stuff, but it's still football, and, and it's still once they hit the field, they're trying to dominate. And shout, shout out to Tyler Huntley who balled Isaiah Likely in Baltimore and the Ravens just come out to kill you all the time. It doesn't matter if it's preseason or not, and that's all i got to say. No podcast Wednesday, because you're going to be in Buffalo. My boy, Blue! Giddy up, giddy up, Josh Allen! You're like like friends now. You Uh, interviewed him last year, right? Yeah, that was three years ago. No, 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 but I thought like over Zoom or over... Oh, you're right. I did it before the playoff game. You're right. I remember your life. I I forgot. It wasn't an (laughs) in-person meeting. It was a COVID Zoom call. It was. I know. Those don't stick with you as much, (laughs) but yeah, you've done it in person and over Zoom. Now you're back in person again. I'm excited to go up there and hang out with him for a little bit and uh we'll see we'll see uh i don't know if we're, we're no pod wednesday and we're in the works of organizing and seeing if we can get thursday pod i hope we can do it but I, we'll I, see where I, it goes i think yeah it's just a, there's like you mentioned there's a lot going on in this building right now there is it's good it's yeah. good news yeah it but, is good news but I, I, i'll be here i'll yeah. be sitting at the desk whether you're here and there's a control room and Kristen's able to do it we'll see okay we'll see <laughs> see, see you there <laughs> yeah. all right you good we're good i think we're good we're good all right everybody i hope you enjoyed the pod we did our best to kind of hit everything that was major around the nfl that's preseason week two in the books i know we got a little falcons jets monday night football enjoy that uh hopefully i can answer some of those things on thursday if we do get the pod in all right everybody be good be safe peace out clap, clap it, it up, up. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.